and we're off. So uh, I don't actually know if this is factually correct at all, but I saw from a hashtag today that Lala and Randall have a podcast now. And I think it's just branded based on Lala's personal branding, which is like her makeup line is called Give Them Lala. And so I'm pretty sure that the podcast is called Give Them Lala with Rand. And so I think like this should be like Give Them Catherine with, with Will. How about this? Um, give Them Ha Ha. With both of us. Wow. <laughs> this, is, this is not no. Strokes is not scripted. Um, yeah, no. So, yeah, Randall and Lala have a podcast now. Uh, uh, honing in on our territory much? This, this cloud shit is funny. Hey, hey stop, stop it. Stop. Okay, uh, listeners, <laughs> listeners, this is this is a special occasion. S- super fans will know. Yeah, listeners, this is a special occasion. Um, Catherine and I uh, have a new couch. Boop. We bought a full, finally, like an adult. Some big personal, nice some s- big personal news from the two of us. It's a lovely sectional, but I want to just mark the occasion by saying that we are christening this. Not this in a weird way. Yeah, not in a weird way, but this is this is the f- this Vanderpod episode here is the very first podcast. Oh my god, it is that is recorded on this new couch, and it'll probably be the best podcast that's ever recorded on these couches. And the couch- actually, I don't I don't want to doom Chapo to that. Well, the the really really shitty couches that we were living with for like a long time before that, like were. Started out as Amber's couches. Uh, then I g- I got them when she got better couches. Moved into your, moved they into were moved into your bachelor pad. And then and then they became Marty's couches as he very quickly <laughs> after I got him proceeded to like shred every part Slowly of them. Slowly but surely. And then and then my cats moved in and they were like, oh, we can also shred this, and we let them like good parents do. So yeah, we were just both shrieking at Marty not to scratch the new couch. Well. Uh, cheers to you. Cheers to us. Uh, let's raise our glasses high. This is the best couch of our lives. <laughs> well, let's let's hope. Let's yeah. hope. Um, wow. So we're catching up on two episodes. We got a, we got a, we got a double shot of uh, Vanderpump here for you guys today. Still, we are doing another episode. Oh, oh yeah. This so is season two, episode two. So really, a lot, any of the, a lot of the haters, a lot of the doubters said it would never happen. They said we wouldn't do it. But folks, <laughs> we're here. We're doing it. Will there be a third? I don't know. I don't know. I simply do not know. So, shall we get into it? Let's let's jump right in. Okay. This is uh, episode two of this new season. Uh, it's called Training Days. Now, uh, season one of uh, Vanderpod listeners, uh, probably, you know, one of the fan favorite segments is uh, my recitals of the various uh, royalty-free uh, music, the various royalty-free songs. A segment are, we know and love. Uh, written by a computer and uh, featured on the show Vanderpump Rules. Although they sound indistinguishable from like anything yeah, Lala or Sheena would put yeah, out yeah. professionally. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I noticed on the first episode that there, it was just instrumental. Mm-hmm. I didn't really like in the in coming back from commercial breaks. I didn't. Maybe I missed it, but I didn't pick up on there any. Were, there were no big earworms for yeah, you. Yeah, I didn't get any of them. So I'm just like to, like to kick off this episode and. Uh, Season two, episode two of Vanderpod with the first uh, royalty-free interstitial music from Vanderpump Rules. We go right into the episode with a little song that sounds a little like this. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Woo-hoo. Woo-hoo. One, two, three, four. Let's go. Let's go. And indeed, there we are. And We're we going. Are it, it takes us all right there. We are off to the races. It's with what we call storytelling with music. A, uh, the, we are off to the races with a 
a sort of a a girls' afternoon together with a little bit of a a spicy a bit <laughs> of a sort of little little bachelor present for Jax from his soon to be bride. It uh, she's getting a a series of boudoir a bo- photo boudoir a boudoir photos uh, done of her. It's like it's like hustler but without the beef or the boobs. <laughs> okay. The uh, yeah, the boudoir it's, photo it's shoot. Just a, it's a cheeky photo shoot. Yeah, Britney's boudoir photo shoot involved her putting on jewelry and makeup and just getting in a bubble bath with her friends there. With her friends there, yeah. So you know, it's almost more about like doing this fun, sexy thing with your friends than doing it for, for your fiance. I asked Will during the episode, like, would you would you like want me to do this for you? Um, shortly after, I was like, this seems like it's like a sexy thing for couples who don't have sex to do. Um, so yeah, Will was like, definitely, I definitely want you to get one of these done. Oh, go, man. go bow door. I'm finally going to see some boobs. Oh, dude. If I could just see like just a hint of nip <laughs> just peeking out through some, through if I could see you in a bra. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, okay. Okay. So, um, yeah, it's a little sort of girls event. Uh, Stasi's there. Katie's there. <laughs> And uh, Stasi does mention that if... I love that you say Stasi. Well, I'm only thinking of the East German secret police. It's Stasi. No, I call her Stasi because she <laughs> is like the Stasi, you know, that she has the same, you know, the, the s- s- set of skills for surveillance, interrogation, and Sensibilities, yeah, exactly. Yeah. As the, um, yeah, the East German So anyway, the, sta- the Stasi is there. The Stasi is there, and she says that if she were to do a, a Boudoir photo shoot for Bo... It would feature her dressed as Khaleesi from Game of Thrones, but in a bathtub full of ranch dressing. No, she said Daenerys. Well, th- that is, that is, I said Khaleesi, Daenerys, <laughs> same character, <laughs> just different, different <laughs> titles for the same person. Oh, I really thought I was owning you. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, but the ranch dressing thing kind of. Uh, well, no, she's, uh, well, you she's know. She's a well-known ranch bigger bitch. Fans, yeah, bigger fans yeah. than you will know that she's a, she's a big ranch bitch. Although, hey. Where's the where's the little water bottle? Where's it's the squirt ma- it's gun? behind you. Okay. See, right. I'm, I'm keep this thing. I'm gonna keep this thing on me. Get get out of there. Keep it on lock. Right. Um, so what was I saying? Uh, ranch dressing. Oh yeah, it just doesn't seem like that would be good too. There's a lot of discussion later on in this episode about like you know, um, what feels free, what feels good, kind of um, you know, swishing by your badge, and uh, ranch dressing does not seem like one that would be uh, good. Yeah, I, I, yeah. So interesting aesthetic and also tactile choice from Stasi there. Um, uh, other news to come out of uh, the Boudoir photo shoot <laughs> is uh, Lala is there to be like a sexiness consultant because you know like naturally she's yeah, like she's, she's the sexy one. She's the sexy one, uh, but she says that she is um, considering hitting the stew with DJ James. Jameson, as she repeatedly J- J- calls Jameson, him. Jameson, which is, as we, we discussed, is maybe maybe tough for his recovery, just making him think of Jameson every time she addresses him. But she's hitting the stew with L- James. Luckily, he's not in recovery. No, no. He's, yeah, he's, he's, he's living his best life right now. Uh, we see our first appearance this season of DJ James. White Kanye. White Kanye himself. Looking, beat, looking good. The beat scientist. He looks sober as hell. Um, but, like, you know, she's just like, I've seen I've seen the greatness that James can do, but I've seen the badness. By the greatness, she means like his rap, his, <laughs> his lyrics, his his beats. I was like, I I must have missed it. Did I like blink? When was and, the greatness? And the badness oh. is uh, the body shaming. 
well he he prompts her like wait what what's the bad shit i've done and she's like and you know the, sh- the show's editors they have receipts about the body shaming uh calling britney a hillbilly uh, uh calling lala Ahua. calling lala ahua um you forgot one of the best lowlights of this episode though when they intro to the studio lala's younger brother easton is laying down oh, some man. tracks and i think he's like visiting because he's younger but lala's like i i almost cried bro like that was so good yeah, and, no, it was like, uh, it, w- it wasn't. It was bad. Yeah, Lala's younger brother, when we first get to this, like, in the stew. Is in the stew with uh, producer Sean, too. <laughs> Sean, too. You're going to hear that name again. <laughs> he's, uh, he's just in the booth laying yep. down some tracks. And, like, apparently Lala and her brother both make music about their dead dad. And they played a snatch of audio, like, vocals from Lala's track about their dad. And the chorus is, how could you leave me? How could you leave me? And it's like, I don't know, cancer. (laughs) (laughs) I I missed that it was about her dad and just listening to the music. I was like, is this like about like breaking up with Randall? It sounds like it's about a breakup. It's like he didn't really choose to leave. He like was sick. It's like, how could you leave? What? I was like, no, I really wanted to stay. (laughs) It's like, nah, man, I'm tapping out. No, This is like the uh, in season two of Eastbound and Down where Kenny Powers is uh, like his... uh, a uh, pop star Mexican girlfriend is like he's in the stew trying to like <laughs> manage her career and like her her single that she wants to premiere is just to, like the chorus is I want to be by myself by <laughs> myself by myself and, yeah oh man oh iconic iconic uh, iconic so, track um Lala says of reconnecting with James you know a rather a rather to- they've had some ups and downs he's been a toxic presence in her life oh yeah but as she says. In my program, we practice forgiveness. And if I just, I wish they had just, just not edited so quickly. So we that she also, just we also, about we also practice e-meter readings. I, yeah, exactly. I would like in our in my program, we practice forgiveness. And then like if they just let it go another beat, she could have just started to be like, we use tech provided by orgs. Okay, okay, but it's like it's KSW, and if you're KSW, you're out. But okay, you know. but here's here's the thought. Maybe she's not a Scientologist. Because James has to be the definition of a subversive, a subversive, suppressive, person. suppressive person. Yeah, suppressive. Person. Actually, being a subversive, an SP, a we subversive pers- Catherine person Catherine would be cool. <laughs> Catherine, I'm a subversive Catherine, person. We, we call them SPs, and we use KSW and org tech. People to, are going to deal think, with SPs. People are going to think you're serious about this. Don't, I am. I'm, don't you I'm think I'm? Don't you think I'm right it. though? Like, if she was actually trying to cut out all, all the SPs, she wouldn't be trying to reconnect with James. Well, you know, but then it's about screen time, and you know. Yeah, that's true. That's true. All right, so it doesn't definitively. Disprove the Scientology Um, theory. Okay, next little segment outside the stew. We are at um, uh, Villa Rosa, the the Lisa Vanderpump Mansion in 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 the hills. Casa de Lisa. Casa de Lisa, and we find out that a new guy, uh, Brett, is uh, doing a little pulling a little double shifts here, both and (laughs) sir. He's putting in time. Home front as Lisa's personal trainer. Lisa's personal trainer. She is uh, doing a little kettlebells, little little uh, yoga balls. Will actually had to ball. was like, "Hey, can you pause it for a second?" Okay, Will Will left the room for like twenty minutes. Then I, I heard oh, the shower. Generous. I heard the shower go on. It was I was like, Hilarious. "Dude, are you are you okay?" Hilarious. Hilarious. Um, that you think that you think that? No, it, um, it really it happened. Um, yeah, Brett, just the young the young hunk, the new young hunk. Has somehow found his way into Lisa's backyard, mm-hmm. do a little workout routine, and as Lisa says, like, you know, here's this 
beautiful hunky guy. He's like, obviously, he has a good body. Uh, yeah. I'm doing an Australian accent You were now. doing like a 1920s like film star or something, crossed with like an... On- <laughs> so, so <laughs> like uh, from on cinema. Yeah, like Lisa, <laughs> Lisa was like, see, look, look here, see? <laughs> look here, see? There's a, there's a hot, there's a tall drink of water coming into my restaurant. Yep. Maybe he'll be... Uh, He'll be crushing these weights. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway, I was not thinking about what you think I was. Done. Conversation over. Mm. Uh, next up, um, in a, a, a rivalry that will define quite a bit of the arc of these next two episodes, uh, the plot line that will be um, carried out, is Joy- Sheena... Absolutely joyless is, okay, carried out. Uh, uh, Sheena, we, Catherine and I have just... Finally, conclusive. Sheena is just posting cringe nonstop. She's she's the, she's the cringe posting. She is the most member of Vanderpump. She is rules. the most cringe member of the cast. She cannot stop posting cringe, and that gets even worse in the second episode. Or is yeah. that yeah? Second. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll get to. We'll yeah, get there. We'll get but there. But holy like, it, shit! It starts off with her being uh, just being a bitch to the new girl Dana. I'm allowed to say it. You're not allowed to Be- say it. <laughs> because Dana is currently hooking up with Max, who Sheena claims that like they had like a real thing over the summer, which is like They I actually don't know. like did they never had sex, but they like they like went to football games together. I think they did have like, sex. It turned Brett didn't have sex. See like I just these two men are interchangeable to me. Uh, in part because Max is Max is the one who like is crushing Poon, but like I just refuse to. I'm believe. allowed to say the phrase "crushing Poon." You, you are not. No women. Let's just get women it, let's are. Get it, let's get it straight. Women okay. are allowed to say anything. Oh, okay. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> Th- thanks, Hillary Clinton supporter over here, everybody. Please don't malign me. So, <laughs> no, but it's so Sheena. It's true. Sheena does not like Dana at all for obvious reasons because you know. Uh, Sheena is a a, a desperate well, just and, cringe and factory. she she believes totally incorrectly that like it's Dana's fault that her and Max are no longer like seeing each other. When it seems like Max just like totally tired of Sheena, and Max was the one who so memorably uh, told her on the episode before this that uh, in the first episode that she's was boy crazy, right? Wasn't yes, that Max? Max was the one who said that uh, of Sheena she's boy crazy, and that went over really big. She's 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 still fuming about that as we'll get to later in these episodes because it has the word um, crazy in it. But uh, so so Dana and and Brett are now they're training to be full time servers at Sir, and the person who's in charge of training them wouldn't you know is Sheena, and Sheena does does the old polish the glasses trick. Yep. She tells Dana it's it's her part of her training that she has to polish every piece of glassware. In Sir. Which, of course, Stassi, Stassi did to her. Yes. Uh, and again, sort she, of a hazing ritual. She deserved yeah, it. Exactly. And she should still be polishing glasses, if you ask me. But anyway, like the, the bottom line here is that Sheena just wants everybody to know that she does not care <laughs> about Dana and Max's relationship. She's, she's not she's like cool holding a, holding a cool candle it. for him. It's no, fine. It's fine for her. She's cool. She's a cool girl. And she's definitely not boy crazy or any combination of uh, boy and crazy. Um, and then, then it cuts back to uh, Lala and James in the studio. And just like my only like they, they agree to put aside past differences, squash the beef. Lala unblocks him on Instagram. And Critical. Like, oh, okay, yeah, we can start checking each other. Because we close friends, though, I don't know. I we'll doubt see, it. Like, that, I doubt it. You gotta, you gotta worm your way back in for that. Trust must be earned. But James is like, you know, what I really missed about Lala was like the chance to collaborate with her on music, and I was like, well, thank God this 
cultural zeitgeist is back together. This absolute brain trust of talent. This a creative partnership <laughs> like on par with like David Bowie and Brian Eno. Mm-hmm. I would say like imagine if if Bowie and Eno just like you know Sucked. blocked each other on Instagram. Like, imagine and, like, if they were just like dog together. shit. <laughs> like we don't have like the low album never happened. You know what I mean? Impossible to imagine. So uh, if if their friendship holds out, like yeah, low their low could be ahead of us. Um, we are then introduced to a another new girl who's sort of being brought into the mix. Maybe not as a main character, but as sort of a she doesn't get like interview time. But Folks, she's sort of I like, didn't like her from the get go. She's in the mix, and her name is Danica. And she she comes in and she she she's oh I thought you were talking about the little one a char there's Charlie and Danica I don't like either of I them I don't like either of because them because this is like I Sheena's just like da- Danica more these are these are yeah these these are new girls that are trying to get screen time by joining like the fail jail that is like <laughs> Sheena's fucking like cringe they're posse. driving to Marina Del Rey yeah. to oh hang out with god. Sheena can you believe oh, you it be- oh my god no but that does. Because none of the other cast members will trek. Yeah. And again, I'm not in we'll LA. Go, yeah. I, I don't know what that fucking means, but no, apparently it's quite bitches. far. But the, but the fact that these women will trek out there for, to hang out, to get screen time with Sheena is really saying so, something. Uh, Danica is introduced as a character who says that she's currently on suspension from Sir because she shoved her ex-boyfriend, this is so good. a bartender named Brett, who's not the Brett that's Lisa's personal trainer. I thought it was Brent. But it, no, no, his name is also Brett. <laughs> his name is also Brett. And she, she pushed him. She f- assaulted him in Sir, which is a no-no. At least it has you know, a few red lines, keep, and that's one of them. Keep your DV at home, okay? Yeah. Uh, keep she, she pushed him in front of customers because he uh, solicited uh, her for a threesome on the spot. Yeah, just out of nowhere. And she, uh, suffice it to say, was not feeling the suggestion. Uh, there's a follow-up on that plot line in the next episode, which is quite funny. But uh, Danica, Charlie, don't like them. Useless. Useless. Won't even have a threesome. I mean, like, what are you? What are you doing? You're. I mean, this is. This is Hollywood. This is <laughs> L.A. You're young. You're free. You're trying to get screen time. Dude, you just, know. Yeah, you're trying to get screen time. That's you're, a great plot line. The bartender is a, uh, a bartender. He's got like muscles and has tattoos and shit. And then what when they doing? when they finally show him, boy, is he massive. He's a large, like roided out looking guy. Uh, but yeah, shouldn't have shoved her boyfriend. And then we get an, okay a very crucial detail. In this, that apparently, as part of their courtship, uh, during the thing that they had going on, Sheena made a point of telling Max that she's freezing her eggs and going off birth control. Cool. That was awesome. <laughs> and, Ladies, uh, you, know, you know when you're out with that Tinder date for the very... Like, you're getting drinks for the first time and you're like, hey, you seem really cool, by the way. Like, yeah, I'm trying to have a baby in the next couple years. You know, uh, my eggs are aging. And you're, she's like, "I'm divorced." Ha <laughs> It doesn't. It doesn't divide me. You're pulling up tweets from that guy, yeah, yeah. Uh, Stefan Mullen Mullen you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Being like TikTok. Being like, yeah, yeah. look at this twelve pack of eggs. It's empty. This is gonna be me. <laughs> Stefan Mullen was tweeting about Tulsi Gabbard today, and she was like, "Wow, she's 38, still no kids." Like, it's so funny <laughs> because he's also like his most recent storyline is like. I'm demonetized everywhere. Like, wh- what's going to happen to me? And it's like, yeah, dude, what's going to happen to the discourse if we don't get um, uh, that the, anymore? Hey, hey, guess what, dude? Turns out you're worth less uh, <laughs> every day you get older. Checkmate, buddy. Hey, hey uh, your shit is tired and dying fast. Yeah, hey, your, uh, <laughs> yeah, your ability to be gainfully employed eggs have totally dried up, dude. I'm sorry. <laughs> that sucks. That shit's whack. If you think about it, like a woman aging, like her eggs... 
you know, I aging with her, they're just um, demonetizing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, next up, we get a trip to uh, like another another great Lisa Vanderpump location that uh, doesn't get enough burn on the show. Uh, Vanderpump Dogs, which is Lisa's sort of like dog fighting academy. <laughs> It's like you go in there and it's just like there's just music blaring. It's like a sort of like a totally desolate garage. You know what you just, there's just pit bulls on oh, chains. Oh, it's not desolate. It's all it's no, all no, very like no, Pinterest. They're, no, they're just attacking like uh, <laughs> tires and like dummies <laughs> and stuff. Yeah, they've got dummies shaped like humans. You know what you've never seen at Vanderpump Dogs though? I would love for someone to correct me on this. I have never seen a fucking pit looking ass dog. No, they're all. No, like, they're, they're all, all. They're all derpy. They're little all very dogs. palatable. Yeah. They're all like either puppies or they're uh, small. Like there are no. Which let's be real. You go to a fucking uh, pound. Like you, you see at least one pit mix. Well, Vanderpump Dogs. So is like that's the boutique store. So she's thing. doing dog races. But, but then, is what then, I'm saying. But then Vanderpump, Vanderpump Dog Fighting Academy is when they send all the dogs that they <laughs> want to make money off of and train to be champions and winners in the sport of kings. Well, and dog fighting. Uh, and unlike um, people who apparently work at Lisa's restaurants, like there's some earning potential if you're involved in the dog fighting part of the business. <laughs> um, then we have a. Uh, okay. Can, can we can we pause it? I want to make another vodka soda. Yeah, sure. Is that is that? Can we do that? Yeah, I'll just I'll just leave it running and I'll just uh, here. Hold on. Uh. Sorry, mommy needs her medicine. Okay. Uh, another another little bit of goss from here. Apparently, Max, uh, bartender ma- or manager Max, has been going around telling people, uh, telling girls that he has sex with that he's a. A part owner of Tom Tom. It doesn't seem like he's telling every woman that he has sex with because apparently that's a lot. But just like as a sweetener, like if he really needs to like pull out all the stops. Uh, then we get then we get which is really funny. Uh, take a shot though because we have an appearance of fan favorite Kyle Chan, the jeweler. Woo! 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 He's he's the does all their does all, does all their uncut he's he's gems. the Adam Sandler character. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's like uh, Jax comes in. He's like, JT, JT, you got you got to see this. You got you got to go crazy. You got to go crazy for this, JT. Jax is trying it, it, to it, Jax is trying to pawn like uh, some shitty like cut glass championship ring. Um, I guess Kyle Chan wouldn't be to the pay for an abortion or something. Oh <laughs> <laughs> no, Jax is on the straight and narrow. We love Jax. J- he's J- about he's about to be a husband. Jax Taylor, JT, you're gonna love this. You're gonna go crazy for it. It's a dy- it's a mighty morphing Power Ranger. <laughs> that would actually be kind of cool. I would wear that bling, only if it was um the the girl uh the girls were the yellow and pink, right? Yeah, those were the only acceptable girl Power Rangers. I think there was it was zero. I don't know. I forget. I forget. I don't remember that show. Uh, I don't acknowledge uh, that show anymore because of BDS, obviously. <laughs> uh, Jax does have a line where he references current events by uh, bringing up, uh, I think he calls her Megan Marble and what's his name? Yeah, that was really good. And uh, yeah, he couldn't have known how timely that would be. And okay, so then we get into uh, Jax, go- Jax goes over to help Kristen move out of her house and gets embroiled in the ongoing Kristen Carter uh, drama. Well, like he shows up. He shows up because Brittany is bitching at him about like, basically, I don't really even care if they're together anymore. But like, 
if they're not together, I don't want him to come to Miami on this kind of like joint bachelor bachelorette party, which like fair. Jax isn't showing up to like move any boxes. Yeah, okay? yeah, yeah, that's true. Although, but as it turns out, Carter isn't really moving any boxes either. But he is under the misguided impression that he's moving into the house so, Kristen so J- bought. Yeah. So Jax is like, you know, what's up? Like, are you dating or are you not? And Kristen's like, no, we're we're not together. And he goes, okay, if you're not together, then he can't come to Miami for the bachelor party. And then she gets very and then weepy. She just goes, okay, well, look, I don't even, I, we're not together, but I'm not saying that, like, I don't think that we shouldn't be together. Or, she like, was like, just, I mean, it's hard because, it's like, the worst I can't say with 100%, like, 100% sure that, like, we should be together, but I also can't say, like, 100% certainty that we shouldn't be together. And I was like, damn, you know, you better stay together in hopes of like eventually getting to 100 then because that that often happens. So Jax is definitely uh, the thing is Jax is going to have a one on one with with Carter. The thing is, though, Jax understands Carter because he understands how to scam women. Yeah. What that looks like and feels like or just how to do it. Well, and he's upset with Carter because uh, Carter like Jax kind of always had more leverage to do so. Like his, his he was hotter his star shone brighter and I think he's upset with Carter's grift because it's like um you don't he's fucking up the game yeah it's like you're it's you're ruining yeah. this you're ruining this for future uh dudes being guys he's hustling backwards he's doing some like some 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 pretend well and he's 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 not a good like dude friend he's I think he's like I don't think Jax would have an issue with Carter scamming. Uh, it's it's certainly not that Jax cares so much about Kristen that he's like, oh, I can't stand to watch Carter take the like. He just get doesn't the best want. He doesn't want his bachelor party trip to Miami getting fucked up with this dumb bullshit. So I respect respect to, respect to Jax, respect to our king for he's he regulates in this episode. We're gonna get there. Well, and Jax is we said this during the episode, but Jax has some experience uh, disinviting people from things in the Vanderpump Rules universe. There is like. It's like in the medieval era, like being excommunicated <laughs> from the Catholic Church is like the worst thing that could happen to you. In the Vanderpump Rules uh, era, it is being disinvited from either a group trip or birthday party. Yes, that is like official. That, that is like yeah, that is like being you can't come to the you feast. become an unperson. Yeah, like, yeah. You, you the only a, you become a sir. The only one I remember was him disinviting. Uh, it was a double whammy. I think it was Jax's birthday somewhere in Florida last season. He disinvited James because mm-hmm. James was kind of wild. Well, and no yeah, one wanted. Nobody think, wanted James. I think he also disinvited Kristen at one point. I could be wrong Jax about that. Is, though. He, he's done it at least one time before, and he and he's the one who like actually sticks to it. He's the only one that doesn't vacillate. He'll really. Oh yeah, bring yeah. The well, and down. he, as we see, he gets this job done. So uh, the, that that, that good, good that this develops a little further, but before them, we get a nice scene where Ariana is sort of opining that she hasn't worked at Sir in two months and she just feels a little stir crazy in her new house and she's waiting for her book to come out. The she wants she book. wants a work a day job back. And she wants she's interested in getting uh some shifts back at uh Sir, but not before uh, I know you must you must appreciate this, Catherine. Uh, Lisa gives her a little a little haircut. Oh, a little chip I loved music it. Well, when she comes crawling back. Uh, let me for let a me job. just say, like when Chapo first started to take off, and like you know you weren't working in publishing anymore. Like you were also saying this all the time. You were like, "Damn, um, you know, I really miss." Um, I can't just be indoors all day. I really, I really anything. miss like staring at the bad screen all day. Like waking up at seven a.m. Like maybe I should get some some shifts back on the old uh, the old publishing. Maybe desk. I should, yeah. Maybe I should do something. Um, so uh, you'll remember from the this end was this the was very very good though, and sounds prob- sounds pretty well deserved. You may remember from last season though, uh, Ariana took it upon herself to confront Lisa on behalf of her husband, Tom Sandoval, oh, wait, or fiancé, or 
boyfriend. They're not even engaged. They're not so even yeah, engaged. So yeah, but boyfriend Tom but yeah, Sandoval. Always a good move. So she came at the queen and she missed. She did. She came at the queen being like, oh, you've been you've been talking down about Sandoval or making it seem like they're just like, you know, oafs or not really important. And, and Lisa was like, literally like, Lisa was lighten like, well, up, Lisa girl. first was all like, first of all, uh, yes. <laughs> they are like don't yeah don't tell me what to say about your fucking Lisa undefeated. And, but also, as she says to Ariana now, she was like, oh, like you may have felt that way, but like there's no greater sign of respect or that I could give to your boyfriend than asking him to be even slightly intertwined. Exactly. In one of my businesses. So like, uh, like, bitch, you've got a lot of nerve coming. She, yeah. So well, and the way what Lisa says is basically like not just that incident, but she kind of makes it sound like you've been shit talking me all over town. And and so like why would you want to come back and work for me? And then Ariana, uh, just just in a uh, just a pathetic display. Uh, just she ma- just makes hum- it humbles be, herself. Just humbles herself and just makes it be all about how depressed she is because she's like, oh, like you know, uh, we just pub- we're gonna have a book published. Now we bought a house and I feel like I've reached these milestones in my life, but I'm still just sad all the time. And it's just like no, no matter where you go, there you are. And Lisa was basically like, uh, crawl back to your depression hole. You can come and you can work here on Tuesdays. So that'll make you feel better. Bye. Um, bye bye. I think I think Ariana is ripe to be con- like brought over to the socialist cause. I think it's like, yeah, you feel like shit all the time, not because you don't have a job. That's the wrong thing to lean into. Do you have any idea how poisonous it would be to get someone like Ariana involved in like LADSA? <laughs> Do you know how quickly that would like shatter any chapter that like or any any part of the socialist movement? She, uh, she no, I, brains I, I like her. Need to be I think she'd be good. I think from. she'd be a trot. Well, they're the bad ones. Yeah, I know. Okay. Well, they're the wreckers. Well, yeah. So she would she would splinter them off. It would be good. Okay. So you're like an accelerationist. Get an Ariana in every chapter. Yeah, and just I'm, a, purge I'm an it. accelerationist just when it comes to the LA DSA. <laughs> I'm I'm that involved. Um. So yeah. Oh, then then we get uh, something that I've been looking forward to. New girl Dana. There there was intimations last episode that she was a stand up. Oh, She's I was I was waiting LA. with like. So like, there's a big thing this episode. They're like, oh, it's Dana's gig tonight. Are you going? Are you going? So we so they they go. Max and Sandoval and Ariana. And like a couple other, who who what other crew showed up there? Uh, Lala, I think. Lala's Lala was there. there. Yeah. So like some of the Hilari- cr- hilariously though, uh, Stasi and Katie, who's a total non-entity this season so far. We've not had almost. We've had almost no Katie so far. Which you know, fine. But they're they're just staying home to like unwrap a rug. Which again, huge power move. I'm not trying to go to some like junior sirs. If I'm them, I'm not going to some junior sir servers. So, yeah. Fucking open mic. So yeah, they're like you know she has like she she does like a gig at uh, an event called. Uh, Rebels of comedy. Do we have any? Do we have any comedy fans in the audience? Uh, no, like so, so Dana was just like, like, oh, like I'm so nervous before every set, and like you know now Max is in the audience, and I was just imagining, like right before she goes on stage, like she's feeling those butterflies. She's like, oh, like am I, am I gonna bomb tonight? I really want to kill, and someone just goes up to her, at like the back of like you know Stand Up LA, and just goes, uh, Brendan Wardell is in the audience tonight, <laughs> <laughs> and then she, you know. She just she nails it. She's like, I gotta, I really gotta show out now. Yeah. Um. Um. So then she does her stand up set, and we get to see her stand up set. And okay, here, okay, here, let me just let me just give you my first impression. Has anyone seen um, the no, no, stand up no. scene in Joker? No, 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 no. Has anyone ever seen uh, Richard Pryor live on the Sunset Strip? Underground tapes of Bill Hicks. 
George Carlin. Do uh, George Carlin. All Pryor, the greats. Eddie Murphy. Icons. Bill Hicks. Icons. Norm MacDonald. Like it's just it, it that level. Top of their field. Like honestly, if, All-timers. They, if they saw this set, which mm-hmm. is basically about like. My dead mom is watching me have promiscuous sex. Or like, hey, AirPods? Question yeah. mark. She's like, oh yeah, stereotypes about LA people, and they're like, she's like, yeah, I've just moved here. I like, I've uh, just moved out here to LA, and I'm sort of getting <laughs> getting used to it. And uh, notice there's a lot of stereotypes about LA people, and I think uh, I think actually some of them are true. Like what? Uh, like uh, everybody in the, the audience <laughs> is like, what? Everyone in the audience is going, oh my god, she's talking about us. She's she's coming right for she's us. Like, um, yeah, some of these uh, some of these stereotypes are true. Like, for instance, uh, have you noticed that everyone's just so looking at screens all the time? <laughs> they just can't stop looking at their phones everywhere. They're so cut off. I, I thought she was getting ready to do like a. Uh, you guys are also driving in cars everywhere all the time. Like the traffic. Have you guys seen the traffic you know, out here? I was just thinking like it would be it would be so fucking funny if she just came up there and be like, yeah, just. Uh, Moved out to LA for the first time. I'm uh, I'm new. I'm new here. I'm from Seattle. I uh, came to LA and I just like things are different. Like, <laughs> goddamn, you got a lot of uh, blacks and Mexicans here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway, we saw we saw Dana's a uh, stand-up set at uh, Rebels of Comedy, which was um, just uh, abysmal. Uh, just like like a certain kind of like hot girl doing stand-up comedy thing. Like it's a certain kind of act that's like a little bit. A little bit ribald, but like mostly just very, very basic. Barely ribald. I would, uh, I would say, sorry, if you're that hot and you're in stand-up, like people will basically just like, haha, you know. But like none of it was good. I mean, respect. I mean, like respect to anyone who has, you know, the courage to stand behind the mic, you know. Not, uh, you know, even if they, if even if they're not showing their face week after week, like <laughs> yeah. doing doing comedy on a mic is is. Uh, the work of troops. So then we get to the uh, the end of this episode. But yeah, it was it was dog shit. We get to the end of this episode, and I just gotta say the uh, the Kristen Carter situation just remains so good to me because like the, like while they're talking, like they're, she talks to Carter on the phone, and he's talking about picking out doors for the house that Kristen's buying, and he's like, "Yeah, they look sick. Can't wait to see this." And, and she's like. Carter, Carter, you can't, you can't just make. I have to be involved. This is my house, or whatever. Kristen knows that he, they're on speaker, and then she's embarrassed because she's feeding her friends this line about like, "Oh no, no, don't worry about it. Like we're not together." And then Carter's like, "Yeah, the doors," and she's like, "Um, yeah. By the way, don't forget, um, we're broken up. Like I said earlier." So Carter comes home, and then Jax takes it upon himself. I think like in a a, a mature, better Jax. He does bro care. He does bro care and no to- beef. He practices totally the, selfless. He practices selfless. The, two, the two mindsets that we're all trying to adhere to in 2020, which is bro care and no beef. I never signed on to this. This is what I'm. This is this is part of the program I'm working right now. <laughs> part of it's forgiveness, but most of it is bro care. Oh, oh, you're and in, no beef. you're in the freaking Bernie bro recovery program. <laughs> no. Oh, <laughs> part of being a Bernie bro, part of being dudes rock is doing bro care, but also doing no beef, and and doing less misogyny online. Oh, definitely not that. <laughs> um, so, uh, Jack six Carter one on one, and it's just like, look, what are you doing? Like, wh- like, why don't you just take a break? And he's like, oh, but if. Uh, but take a break, like realistically, how often am I going to see her? And he's like, well, dude, no, that's you're the not point. supposed to see her. That's the whole point. And it's just sort of like, just just drops the hammer and just says, look, Kristen says you're not together. You're not going to Miami. Sorry. Yeah. Can't do it for you. Can't it works. It. Can't have it. Can't have it. 
Uh, I what I thought was really revealing was Jax was like, "Hey, what's the big deal? Like, if you guys are meant to be together, basically, take a break for a month. What's the worst that could happen?" And Carter fucking manipulator that he is Yo, he knows he knows what could happen he's like i'm not gonna see her if she's in the valley and he knows that uh if they actually don't live together anymore and he doesn't have his fucking claws in her and then she doesn't see him for a month uh yeah it'll be way easier for her to let go carter is a a real leech and an asshole like he starts doing this shit where but he's li- like and like not in a smart way at all no like he starts doing this shit where he's just says like he's like i know this is the way Kristen says it's gonna be, but like I've, I, I tell Kristen all the time, like if I'm gone, like then I'm gone. Who's and gonna like, Who's gonna be who's there? Who's gonna for be you? there for you? Like who Who you gonna call when something goes wrong? Well, on the other me. side of that coin is like, uh, yeah, and bitch, you're all alone. Otherwise, like yeah, you're, exactly. You're too no, crazy. Who, who would want you? None yeah. of your friends or even your friends, and like I'm the only one who can deal with you. And like he just does. It's actually like pretty the, insidious. And the thing is, like with Carter, I can tell that he he does. Just enough yeah. of being that like a shoulder to cry on, emotional wet blanket, just attention paid, just the bare minimum to like keep her hooked along, but like is still just like leeching off her and like life way smiling to be like that. <laughs> I don't know. You're just speaking about this with like such understanding. I was like, what do you know? What do you know about this? I don't know. I don't know nothing about it. I'm just telling you what I see on the screen, and I don't like it. Uh, I think the metaphor, it wasn't a metaphor, but I'm making it a metaphor, or, like, the symbolism of Carter, um, like, driving one box at a time over to Kristen's new house in the two-seater Beamer that she's paying for is, like, a very good uh, symbol of their relationship. That was really good. Right, because like, it's, like, it's sim- like, like uh, so she's hey, babe, I'm helping. So yeah, it's yeah, like, like Kristen's no, going not. crazy moving, which, as we all know, sucks. It's, like, the, the one of the worst things you can go do go through especially as a couple and then like Jackson and them are like well where's Carter and she's like oh he's, he's helping he's driving like he's helping move some stuff Jackson's like in what and then Jackson Riley points out like he, yeah in his two-seater fucking BMW that Kristen pays for what the fuck are you moving exactly in that? you're not doing exactly. anything he's like oh it's just I was taking some things that like uh, were delicate or whatever. Also, also very masterful on his part because you know we moved in like fairly recent memory, and uh, you get to be out of the apartment. Not saying I, you know, I'm, but I game recognized game. He gets to be out of the apartment, therefore not doing the hard stuff, which is like cleaning and packing, while be like seeming like he's contributing to the effort, right? Right. You see, you see what I you see what I mean? <laughs> it's like right. it's like oh man, he's out of pocket. Like whereas I'm like in the fucking dirt. Again, I'm not speaking from experience, but again, I no. think that's like speaks no. to his skill as a manipulator. And he's not a Plato Machiavelli, but he's like very good at working her. And even though I don't like Kristen, is like genuinely disheartening to see because, I mean, her her fragile psyche is clearly very. You know, even more fragile because of this relationship. Which brings us to uh, the next episode in this doubleheader. This is uh, episode three of the new season. Title, Next Level Rage Text. I like this one a lot better. This, this is the, Okay, yeah, this one, this one, things got percolating stuff, a little stuff bit. Finally, stuff finally starts to hit in this one for me. And in no, part because we get some drama with the old people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just again, major through line with this next episode, just the, just a just atrocious, just unbearable levels of cringe that Sheena is bringing to oh the show. Oh my god! Like it's like she's she, a, she, she posts, is as bad as she she's ever been. IRL cringe in this episode. Sheena is as bad as she's ever been. My on this mouth show, was which just really like hanging something. open. I was like, "What in the fuck is she doing?" 
But the episode begins with uh, we'll get there. Stasi, Stasi, and her family. You may remember from last season, uh, Stasi was on the outs with her mother, who uh, acted like a dumb drunk bitch when she met Bo for the first time. Yeah, that and was that was, was really, really bad. Really, almost ruined uh, the one good relationship uh, Stasi's ever had. What by being a you know. I'm allowed to say like it. You're not an alky, just mess or whatever. Yeah, no, um, that was that was really bad. And we, then and we, then they also flash back to like when they were at some dinner, still estranged. And then the mom is just Dana is just crying about like I just wish my daughter would hug me. And it's like, bitch, you fucked this up. Like, but we get to see Stasi's sort of wonder kid younger brother Nikolai. Uh, like I remember first when he's on the show, he's like. Six or seven, like he was just tiny, play, playing video games with Jacks and just being like, you know, to be a man, you have to be mature. <laughs> and part of maturity is like realizing, like he's just like this little Doogie Hauser, just like, <laughs> totally <spinning>. schooling. <laughs> just, but yeah. oh yeah, I remember that scene. But it was really good because it was like Jax is like talking to someone who's like his emotional equal, barely. No way, Nikolai is like ten. No, not even close. Like a five-year-old. Yeah, Nikolai's I like know, I know. But like, they really related. Like, Jax was like taking in what Nikolai was saying, which I like and, um, was interesting. Uh, Stasi says to Nikolai, uh, "Have you read my book?" Which is, but what is it like? Next level, basic bitch. Next level, and, basic. Uh, I just like. Uh, I'm sure they told her it wouldn't sell with and, like, bitch in the title. Uh, <laughs> Nikolai is just like. No, like she's like I I read I read well, and as we fiction. come to find out, we we haven't read the book yet, but we probably should. Uh, Lisa reads a portion out loud, and it's just stuff about like, yeah, I like lost my virginity in a bush, no, and then no, no no no, she lost her virginity and she still had bush. She like had a bush, uh, meaning her pubic hair. Yeah, oh, I thought she also lost it. No in no, a no bush. it was on a bed. I know I know like, what a bush yeah, is. Okay. okay. But still, I'm like, I wouldn't urge my 16-year-old, maybe 16-year-old brother to read about, you know, me um, sunking and funking. <laughs> no, you didn't have him <laughs> listen to the podcast. Well, yeah, I'm not telling him to listen to the podcast either. Oh, okay, so then, then we have an amazing scene with, like I said, the, uh, the, the, the fail jail cringe crew. The, the <laughs> new, like, Danica and Charlie and uh and them or they're, they're they're clucking away they're all getting and their like, sir dresses made yeah, very short um, and then we have a, a conversation on the show on this on vanderpump rules a conversation happens no it's between dana and charlie the two new girls and the conversation on vanderpump rules on the show vanderpump rules is a conversation about pasta except it's apparently actually just about pasta oh this was and disturbing in, and like dana says to charlie we got the excited new, the other new girls he's like you've never had pasta and i was like yeah, tell <laughs> me okay? all right yeah. and charlie's like no you've nah, never, nah, had pasta? never had pasta follow me to the bathroom she's right like, now like, not even a little pasta and then she just literally just starts talking about all the carbs in it she and was I'm like no they're, they're just they're just talking about eating food she what was this poor little girl was describing pasta as like it's literally just like everyone gains weight and then it's just like bricks in your body. And it's like, yeah, on a molecular level, carbs are like the building blocks of life. Um, but yeah, it was it was very sad. OK, Catherine. I'm going to put you on the spot. Question time. So yeah, right let's, now. Ho let's hope that question girl gets some pasta. Question time right now. Would you eat a bowl of pasta for $20,000? $20,000 right now, but you got to eat a whole oh, plate of spaghetti. Man. Would you do it? I got to eat the whole thing? You got a whole serving of pasta. And 
for tw- oh twenty thousand dollars. I d- I didn't want you to put me on the spot like this. That's really that's really tough. You know, everyone who eats pasta gains weight. I'm gonna say, uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I would actually pay you twenty grand to um eat eat the pasta. Okay. No, just kidding. It's, it's no, done. No deal. Conversation over. Uh, okay. Then we have um, okay. Oh man. So then we get a scene where Jax Sandoval. Bo and Brett and Max, the two new guys, they're out having a little, a little guys, a little time for the fellas. They keep calling it like a guys' night out, but it's, it's, like it's clearly it's like, daytime. It's like one o'clock in the yeah, afternoon. Yeah, it's like yeah. they're day drinking. So yeah, they're just they're having beers. To me, th- to me, this is like the centerpiece of the episode, even though it's not the dramatic centerpiece they're, of the episode. Yeah, they're, having, they're having some beers with the bros. Cut to Sir Sheena walks in on the day she's not working. Approaches Lisa, who says like, "Oh, like you're not on the schedule, love. What are you doing here?" And Sheena's just like, "Oh, well, I'm here. I'm, I'm just like, is, is Max working? I just want to talk to Max." No, no, no. Sheena walks up to all the girls and just announces herself. She's like, uh, and and Dana is of course sitting right there. And some, D- I think Danica is like, "What are you doing here?" And she's like, "Oh, I just came in, and you know, I want to talk to Max." And of course, Dana rolls her eyes really big. Uh, yeah, it turns out she just came in to talk to Max. And so cut, they cut back to the cut back to the cut, boys. She, she, what she wants to talk to Max about is she still wants to address the boy crazy comment that he made like you know days ago. Well, let's backtrack. I think that was a total okay. Trojan horse. But they're showing they're showing all the boys she's texting. Have, she's texting Max, being like, "Where are you? You're not working." And uh, are, are you at are you at the Shelby with the boys? And oh. he's just like, "Yeah, why?" And but then what, what, when she texts him though. Brett and Max, like, with the old gang, like, all the fellas are just, like, just roasting Sheena and just talking about, like, how clingy she is, how embarrassing she is, how she would, like, how they just wish she would just back the fuck off and stop acting. Both Brett and Max, like, stop acting like well, we're dating. Well, and Jax and, like, and the Tom, I don't think Schwartz is there. Schwartz is not there. Sandoval is there. Sandoval Everyone is Bo. agreeing with the new guys, and Jax is spring it on. And then... Who, what not crazy person walks right through the door? Uh, oh, it's Sheena. It, but before we get to that, I just want to have one note about the uh, the fellas conversation. Uh, in it, Max is saying like, yeah, like we fooled around for a little bit, but like, you know, it wasn't like a deep emotion. It was like, it was just a, we had a thing for like a couple of weeks. It wasn't like a big thing. And Bo asked him like, did you, like, you know, did you cuddle or something? Or was it just like you're hitting it and leaving? And he was like, yeah, dude, we cuddled, we canoodled, like big spoon, little spoon. And then he says, I like being the little spoon or like I like to feel like weak because that's like my thing or whatever. And it's w- it was a little weird. You're, you really put that out there. I yeah. was like, OK, dude, it's a little weird. And then we cut to Jackson, one of his like uh, his, his, confessional confessional interviews. And he's just like, I don't know what's up with all these emo guys being the little spoon. He's like, I'm the big spoon because I'm the man. He's like, he's <laughs> like, no, he's like, I don't know how these emo boys being the little spoon like ever have sex. And it's like. Okay. Is, okay. That how, is yes. that how sex works? Or, well, yeah. yeah, he was being like, yeah, that's that's like one of my big moves is, you know, doing doing the, the spoon thing. And it's like, all right, so you're just, it's really a page out of your that's a that's a whole page in your playbook, my dude. So Sheena shows up to guys drinks and then it's just like, could you guys just 
totally on. Could you guys just go do some tequila shots or something? <laughs> like, I just want to just. Sorry, I just want to just you know <laughs> sit down here or whatever. <laughs> the look and on all their like, faces is uh, like literally. Uh, uh, you know, yeah. of course, there's editing in reality TV, but they had just gotten done talking so much shit about her. And then she arrives. She yeah, just so incredible. She she gets into it with Max about this boy crazy comment, and it's just so desperately. She, okay, like she's twofold. She's saying like, "You led me on. We had a real thing." And also, you're wrong she, for having sex with Dana. Yes. And like he he just and wants trying him trying to get him to disown like declare we're not dating. She's now my girlfriend. Like she's trying to get him on the record about like. And then also, and also, it you, doesn't and matter. Also, you shouldn't be having sex with uh, your staff. Yes. If you're, if you're their boss or whatever. So all all under the in the context of showing up. I'm sorry, like a crazy bitch. And then what she does to him while the cameras are running is read back to him all of the text messages that he sent her over this two week period, which is again psycho shit. But haha, <laughs> lol. Max is. Yo, mad corny. Yo, you're corny, uh, yo, dude. Just so corny, dude. Like all the texts from him, I just had, like I hit the jackpot. Dude, like I just feel like our souls are touching, and like <laughs> I just I really feel I'm head over heels. I've never fallen this quickly for anyone. I want to keep you're, kissing you. You're a smoke show. Like yeah, you can have any just, guy you want. And like, she probably reads off like two dozen messages. And yo, but like, to, but to for, me, for a guy that like styles himself as like a real player, yeah, like that, like, that was dude, a, that was embarrassing. You also that posted was, cringe, that was my dude. Yeah, dude. But to me, I was like, Sheena, this is not really showing what you think it's showing. All she's just doing is trying to get him to stop hooking up with Dana. Yes. It's, it's so, so embarrassing. Well, she's trying to reverse engineer, like, uh, what we had for a month, like, last summer or whatever. Like, that was really real. And it's like, this is so embarrassing for you. What are you doing? And she's like... <laughs> You know, like, I, I thought we really had something special. I mean, I thought maybe you would put a baby inside me. Ha, <laughs> ha, Just kidding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I'm, but, but I'm seriously, divorced. <laughs> but seriously, I'm, I'm divorced. But if, you, if you'd like to put a baby inside me, I'm ready. Ha, ha, ha. Just kidding. Am I? Am I, though? What is Dana's womb like? Do you think it's as good as mine? Ha, <laughs> 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 Just kidding. Ha, <laughs> 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 but But maybe. Uh, no, just, just god-awful. Uh, we do get a Ken appearance this episode. One, and uh, Max is, of course, he's like, damn... You make a really strong case. Like let's let's try this again. You know it it works. No, it it does it doesn't. We get a Ken appearance this episode. Yeah, finally good to see Ken. A little Ken cameo. Little Ken, little little Kennyo. Uh, that's good. We get to see Lisa talking about how Brittany is is ha- Brittany is having her and Jax's wedding at an estate in Kentucky, uh, where it's spelled Versailles. Yep, like the you know. In France, the, but like she says, the Versailles. Yeah, but she said Brittany says that everyone in Kentucky calls it Versailles, which I have no problem <laughs> imagining that I, I that's, that's actually cool the case. That, like, everyone in Kentucky just calls this place Versailles, which of course the Lisa cultured continental person that she is is like the most it, white trash. So, shit. This, is, this, yeah. is, this is ludicrous. Which and is why it's very funny. Yeah. Uh, we also see a small dog, which looks very similar to uh, Giggy, only this one is called Puffy. And uh, I need Lisa to acknowledge what happened to Giggy. She's she's trying to pull a fast one and say Puffy is Giggy, but um, uh, I'm afraid Giggy <laughs> went the same direction as Big Structural Bailey. <laughs> Giggy uh, wasn't pulling too well with focus yeah. groups. Uh, yeah, after after Pete Buttigieg's last debate performance, he had a little 
FaceTime with Giggy, <laughs> shall we say? And then nine iron. Oh. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. No, Lisa would never allow. Lisa does not. I, I want to be very clear. Does Lisa not does hang not out countenance. With, with, she doesn't hang out with uh, Pete Buttigieg, to the best of my knowledge. Also, she better not. She's, he, she seems like the kind of candidate she would uh, uh, cotton to. But I, I want to be clear I here. I bet Lance Bass. This is satire. This is satire. If there's one thing I would never imply about Lisa 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 Buttigieg, <laughs> <laughs> Lisa Vanderpump, she does not countenance the mistreatment of dogs. No. in any way. Over people, especially if Chinese people are doing <laughs> it. <laughs> no, that's that's true. She has a harbors a special disdain for that. Well, yeah. Okay, so then we get to. Um, the uh, the the big the big beef of the episode, which is a confrontation between uh, Stasi and Sandoval at Tom Tom over Stasi's um uh like I don't know she 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 booked a book party at Tom Tom, but did not adequately inform Tom Sandoval of this event. Merely cleared it with Lisa, the person who owns it, and Tom Schwartz. Sandoval's business partner. Well, and we've seen they set this whole thing up by showing uh, like a flashback to Schwartz sitting down with Sandoval and like saying, okay, and you remember on Friday is Stasi's book party, 50 to 60 people, and Sandoval like acknowledges all of this. And then they show, you know, flash to present. Uh, Stasi does like a walkthrough of the venue about like, let's put this here and like, let's, you know, plan for things this way. Crucially, though, it's just with Schwartz. And so we can tell Sandoval is uh, he's already a little prickly, like in that flashback about like, well, she hasn't talked to me about it. But it's like, well, you've she's she's talked to 98 um, percent of so, the business about it. So, but so. the issue is, though, is that like they had to make some last minute like staffing decisions or like someone dropped out or someone would have to work double shifts. And, you know, to defend, not to totally defend Sandoval here, but the thing is, it's very clear that Schwartz is not so much the hands-on manager. He doesn't really understand how scheduling or, like, the computer systems at the bar or work. Or, like, how to make drinks. So, like, the night before, Sandoval is finding out that, like, they, they, this event that they have, you know, scheduled for tomorrow is, like, not staffed. And maybe he was freaking out, like, why am I hearing about this now? I sort of understand that. But he then proceeds not to bring it up with Schwartz, the guy who's, you know, been sort of quarterbacking th this event. Yes. To send the title of the episode, the, the rage-fueled text yep. to Stasi at 2 in the morning, which she wakes up to, with Sandoval texting her saying, like... I'm going to throw you I'll, the I'll, fuck I'll out of my bar. I'll you the fuck out of Tom Tom. If you show up, basically, like, we're not staffed for this. You're going to make us look like assholes. And if you show up, we're kicking you the fuck out. And, and here's the thing, though. This whole thing is just like displaced beef or anger or resentment between Schwartz and Sandoval that, that Sandoval is projecting on Stasi yes. because he can't stand to get mad at his little sidekick and puppy dog, Tom Schwartz. Well, and he never, he doesn't. As, this, as they try to hash this out after the actual party, uh, also it's clear, Stasi is right about this, that Sandoval has always had a chip on his shoulder about her. And as Schwartz says when they kind of debrief after the party later, he didn't get what the big deal was because he's like, it's the restaurant industry. Like, people do drop out all the time. Worst case scenario, him and I would have jumped behind the bar. But it's clear that to Sandoval, the idea of, like, not only is he an owner 
and he would have been bartending at all, but like he's an owner, and he would have been bartending at Stasi Schrader's book party. Schroeder's book party was like unconscionable. All right, so then th- there's a little break here. I have another bit of uh, lyrics from royalty-free music for you guys. Hit, to do. hit oh, us. Here we go. I got my girls with me, girls with me, girls with me. We'll take on anything, anything, anything. Girls with me. And what the girls are taking on um, is un- unlimited uh, bottomless brunch. Um, we get a little, another little little shot of the uh, the Sheena's fail crew, <laughs> and they're like they're they're hemming their new sir dresses to be like even more slutty. And like the, one of the Danica says that like uh, the other boyfriend, the one who proposed a threesome to her. Gave her an envelope with thirteen hundred dollars in it to like cover for the month that she was suspended. And it was, was like, a, it was a week, and he was it was a week. But she's like, he's like, he just says, "This is the money that you would have made. Like, this is my fault." A nice move. I thought it was a, a nice, nice gesture. And then she's so, like, "So what does she do? She she's fucks like, him." I totally fucked him. And, and like his dick is like bigger than this banana that I'm holding. Well, and, like, and everyone's eh, re- everyone's response so is like, "Um, that's prostitution." And they were like, "Let's go to Sephora." <laughs> I'm s- no, I'm this I'm is you're, you're adventuring. You're adventuring. I never wear underwear. I never wear underwear. All right, all right. I never wear underwear because I'd love to just see a fill of okay. breeze on my badge. Okay. <laughs> Are you done? Did you get that out <laughs> I'm a dumb bitch. <laughs> <laughs> People are always asking me, like, does like Will do like the Chapo guys? Like, do they do they like actually hate women? And I'm always like, yeah, they do. Just the certain, just just the bad ones. No, okay? I'm just kidding. They're, they're all sweeties. Um, and yeah, I I dislike these women a lot. So, <laughs> so okay. Then we get the actual confrontation at Tom Tom. Yeah, like, it's it's like the, it's the day of the book Sta- party. Stasi does a reading for her fans. You know, which consists of like reading like three sentences from her book, and then she's like, "Everybody, let's get drunk." But the people who paid to go to this book party uh, certainly got their money's worth. We find out that Sandoval isn't there because he's at the ER because he got bit by a spider. <laughs> a black widow. I mean, if it's an a- I don't think it, an actual black widow could like kill you. Maybe it was. Maybe it was that bad. I don't Someone know. said black widow. Maybe they were exaggerating though because black widow is like the most venomous spider. Well, that on the you planet. would go to the ER. Well, over I that I don't know. Uh, yeah. It looks it looks kind of gnarly. Sazi does this. Uh, I'm saying it like you now. Stassi does this little bit about like, yeah, you, you know, basically like Peter Parker's out. Uh, crucially, we haven't mentioned that Sandoval, when he rage texts her, was out at the bar with James. Right. Who uh, oh. is, is no friend of Stasi. Okay. Yeah. N- oh, just living sober. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. James said it in mean, the, the, pre- the earlier episode. He said, I'm reeling back he drinking. He said, I'm a doing little, a reel in. A reel in of my drinking. And I was like, okay. yeah, buddy, me right. too. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. So, yeah. So, S- Sandoval got bit by a spider and then shows up and like has a blow up with Schwartz over this where they said, like, dude, like, you seem like you're jealous. And then Sandoval goes, what the? What are you talking about, dude? Everybody knows that my biggest fear in life is being thought of being jealous. Dude, like, dude, say it. I was like, maybe, maybe your biggest fear should have been spiders, <laughs> dude. How about that? Um, so, so that's then a good. That's a good bit. That's a good <laughs> bit. <laughs> I wonder, wonder who said that first. Damn, this is the hazard of like you know watching the show. Like I f- sometimes feel like I say my best material like while the show's happening. Um, and you know, depending on who the the note taker during the episode is, um, you know, li- lines of ownership can get blurred. Yeah, I mean, it's, t- t- it's okay. <laughs> if I write down the note, you know, it's, it's my joke. Well, it's my bit. No, 
No. Catherine, Catherine is the host of the show. I'm just everything no, I do is to big no. up you. Uh, but yeah, so they're they're already kind of having a tiff, but it's like. And then it goes like it goes because Stasi is like, d- then she gets uh, becomes aware that this thing is happening. So she comes over and like blows the fuck up she, about she like she hits the AZ five button about how the why the fuck are you doing this like on my big day? She, she yeah we she we, she shows a little bit of the old Stasi. Uh, I'm sorry, in front of why are you doing this in front of all these fans who got to go to this because they went to the Barnes and Noble at the Grove. Like when, like when you guys had a book party, it was like friends and family, and like well, m- you know, media people we'd hope would write about the book. Whereas this was like, like truly like all Barnes and Noble. This teens. is more like a book event rather than a book yeah, party. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know but I mean? she was saying like it's the end of the tour, so like I, yeah. I don't know, I don't know. But yeah, these people all got um, way more so than they paid for. Uh, there's a huge blow up at the thing, and we get this. I, th- I, I suspect this will reverberate for another couple of episodes. This oh yeah, Sandoval, you know. As Stasi says, has never liked me, and now he's being very jealous and very proprietary of Tom Tom, which is his thing. And also, you know, uh, seems like he's kind of pissed at his his business partner Schwartz for having his usual sort of insouciant attitude about everything. Because the thing is, like, yeah, they staff the bar, and to Schwartz, it seems like, hey, dude, it's no big deal. Like, we got it, but it's just like it seems like it's no big deal to you because the things that like. There, there are concerns or things that you just don't think about or have to well, worry yeah. about. That, like, Again, to his credit, and I'm not willing to give him much credit in this situation, like, Sandoval was like, you didn't talk to me. I'm the one who makes the schedule. Okay, fine. Uh, and if you work things out with Schwartz, uh, who, you know, doesn't dislike you, you probably are getting an easier go at it. But I also think it was, yeah, totally, like, displaced rage about... Uh, the spotlight being on Stasi, and also Sandoval should have gotten fucking mad at Schwartz for doing all this shit. But like, he would never uh, tell his business partner like you fucked up. Exactly. So that that was really the uh, the climax of this episode. It goes on for a little bit more. We get a little bit of Schwartz and Sandoval talking to each other the day after. Oh yeah, they oh, and then they kind of debrief, but like total, totally says, like like it's but also, nothing. But like Sandoval is still way more angry at Stasi. Yeah. And then proclaims her blacklisted, banned, banned from Tom Tom. Wow. Oh man, she can't go to the best bar in on one West Hollywood, one block of West Hollywood. Yeah. So she is she is banned from Tom Tom because she you know called him jealous wow. in his own establishment. And Schwartz, a sweetie, um, but doesn't exactly stand up for Stasi in this situation and say like, "Hey man, uh, it's actually kind of my fault." Like he just kind of he doesn't really know what to say to Sandoval, so it unlike, just kind of like ends. Unlike on the preview of next week's episode, we get to see your beau, beau, hey. absolutely stand up for Stasi and say to Sandoval. All those people that were in your bar were there for her. Yeah. Not to see fucking you. Dude. They were <laughs> buying like, drinks yeah, yeah. because of her. <laughs> yeah, Sandoval was also mad that like they were open when they weren't supposed to be. Like That's how events work. Like I said, there, there are a, a lot of other professional ways this could have been handled, but you know who these people are. Exactly. That's why we're watching the exactly. show. That's why we well, do the if, show. If they had a single party where it didn't like blow up into interpersonal drama, like, did you really have a party at all? Are you? Yeah. Why are we watching this show? Okay. So the last thing in, on these two episodes, like the last moment that I want to talk about, is the last scene with Sheena and Dana, where Sheena takes Dana outside to the parking lot, where so much of the good drama 
over the course of the show has taken place. Many on cigarettes, many smokes. cigarette smokes, many many accusations. A lot of run-ins. Thrown, yeah. a lot of run-ins. A lot, a lot of lo- much much screaming, much tea spilled. And, yeah. Lots of tea spilled. So they like under the guise of having like a like a girl girls chat, woman to woman, and like just be like, let's let's get on the record here. Like you know, where where are you at? With Max, are you guys dating? Well, and like Dana and Dana initiates it. Yeah, okay, so yeah, Dana- she's, it's so clear that like I don't love Dana, but she's clearly the more uh, emotionally aware and intelligent party. Like she's like, look, like, uh, yeah, like I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be working I here. Got, I mean, I'm working here. I'm working with you. Like I'm you, seeing Max. You know Max. Like we, like we're doing it. Th- like we, you know, we're seeing each other right now. I know you guys used to see each other. So but like, if there's anything still going on there, or like I don't want to. Like, now's not, your chance to I'm tell me. I'm not gonna me. try to rub it in anyone's face, but yeah. like you know, and I'm not trying to step on your toes either. And like if there is something going on there, then I'm not in, like I'm not interested in being with Max. Right. <laughs> So, but Sheena, Sheena, Sheena can't really say something is going on with no, Max. Yes, she, so Sheena she said, just totally diverts. We had a thing. Yeah. It was a real thing. And she's like, "Are you guys dating right now?" And Dana, like, you know, quite reasonably, is like, "Look, like, we're we're we're, we're seeing each other now." Like, no, no, no. Sheena says, "You guys aren't dating because Max had denied that they That's were dating true. at the sit down." That's true. So Sheena preempts her. Well, I I don't know how that's time, but Sheena Sheena, Sheena, Sheena Sheena does declare you're not dating. You're not dating, and she says you really come off to a lot of like the other girls. Like you're just sort of like, oh, like you know, Max is waiting for me. Like I'm gonna going somewhere with Max or whatever. And like I don't think that's the case. And Dana's like, no, I don't think really that's how I portrayed it. Like I'm just. I'm casually seeing someone, you know, we, where we've hooked up. She doesn't really seem to talk about it yeah, at all. exactly. The only like, reason people know about it, and Dana said this earlier in the episode, and it's true, is that Sheena is doing everything in her power to not only not shut the fuck up about them dating, but also poison all the water around this new girl. Uh, Dana looks, I mean, like comes across looking like a, a just a winner in every way in, the, in yeah, this conflict, yeah. even though Sheena is coming into that coming into this like bat- social battle of uh, wits or uh, whatever see, like assuming that she is like, like the, the well-armed the so social dominant alpha. one you know exactly she's been there and but, like yeah she just looks terrible and like what she says to Tana at the end of it is she's like woman to woman just you know like do, do your thing you know whatever but woman to woman guard your heart and your vagina and keep your legs closed and don't have sex with him, and don't date him, basically. Yeah. He just says, like, whatever you're doing, that's fine. I don't care. It doesn't bother me. Girl, I'm just girl you, power, but, like, I'm, I'm going to keep calling you a fucking whore I'm just if saying, you keep I'm fucking saying girl backs. power, though, be careful. Guard your heart and your vagina. Watch your back. Stop having sex. Yes. Stop, don't have sex with him. I'm going to have sex with him. I'm going to have his babies. Even though... I need, I need to have his babies. Even, <laughs> even though... <laughs> I'm <is>, divorced. <laughs> it is so clear that he does not want that with her. Oh, God. Like, it's... That's, to me, is the faulty logic in all this is, like... Do you are you do you think any of this is going to work to, like, win him back? Because he's so repelled by her whole shtick now. It's just... It's baffling to me. So then we get, like I said, I already alluded to it. Next week on Vanderpump, trip to Miami. You know some good shit is going to happen. And you and know, you know it's going to be like a three-episode uh, arc. Th- like it's going to be a two or three-episode arc Although in Miami. I always love the trip arcs. Oh, you they're know? great because all drama, drama happens. always happens. Yep. Lots of tea gets spilled. Lots of drama oh, happens. Oh, we know that they're going to be in a strip club. They're going to be in a strip I'm club. I'm sure Jax. Brittany has already said that she doesn't want him going to strip clubs. But she she has okayed this time around. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, but like, I'm sure Jax will not get in any trouble related to that. It looked like the where they were going is that the guys Sandoval and Bo are going to come to a head over Sandoval's you know rude treatment of of Stasi and yeah. you know 
we, we know they the should. Show, th- this is a pro Bo household. Yes, we, it is. We like Bo. Deeply pro Bo. He, he's a good guy, and you know, like he's gonna stand up for his girlfriend. He's not gonna let. He's not just gonna, you know, mm-hmm. s- just simp out and let some asshole like Sandoval <laughs> walk all over. He's yes. gonna stand up. He's gonna stand up for her. So good for Bo. Um, but it looked like mainly the dudes were going to be rocking and having fun at the strip club. <laughs> and the girls and were going to be like... And the girls like are going to be dressed in weird wedding dresses, <laughs> getting hammered, screaming at each other, crying because Kristen has ruined it for everyone. <laughs> 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 and friends, I cannot wait. I can't wait either. I can't wait. Also, uh, wouldn't be the first trip that Kristen's yeah, ruined with her gonna drama. Be, it's going to be great. Uh, so, before we wrapped up these two episodes, what? What do you... Where are you going with this? Oh, where I'm going with this? Uh... I think we should end each episode now. We talk about Vanderpump. We're just talking about what else are we watching? What are we watching? What are we watching? So here's the thing. We're heavy, heavy into love after lockup, as I talked about on last episode. Which I I don't feel great about identifying that way. Well, here's the thing, though. I can't talk about any part of that show because we'll go on for another hour. Yeah, it's it's its own podcast. We need to like have like a special like a Vanderpod special edition we honestly with should with a guest or like someone else or this maybe like one or two episodes that just talk about love after lock because there is so much There's, to unpack there oh god it's just we just need to like go through like the season by season like just profiles of each of the couples and like just just really just lord lord it. knows we could talk about it for a while <laughs> uh but i guess real quick uh what are we watching this week uh the two sort of like high profile netflix tv docu-series uh cheer Yep, we watch. Uh, you you watched the beginning. I watched like the last three or four episodes. And cheer, got- cheer was something that like I was watching alone, which is kind of a rare thing. Um, and then Will, you know, was just exposed to it. And then he actually was like, "Oh, this is interesting," which is even rarer that he would want to like jump on board. But yeah, he liked it. We liked it. Uh, profiles like the nation's number one cheer- college collegiate level. Uh, cheerleading squad. Corsicana, Texas. This from, tiny from this Dave Navarro College <laughs> in Corsicana, <laughs> Texas. This and it's tiny a, uh, town. It's a, yeah, it's like well, first of all, it's like you you can't help but get like intensely involved in it because of like just how dedicated they are to pursuing this like one cheerleading competition at in the Daytona. at the absolute expense of their young bodies. Yeah, like. Cheerleading is actually one of the most dangerous sports you can do. Like there are more injuries in it. Grievous than injuries. Like really like like career ending injuries. People like, you know, break their spines and their backs. Like the dropping one of those girls from like some of the stunts they do is like you could kill someone. And like, uh, break yeah, their you neck. you see them uh get injured. And, like the routines they do are like it's it's insane. And like you have to be like again, the injury injuries and athleticism of his nuts, but it's like all to, like this corny, like pep like we're we're the bulldogs. We're here. Well, and Ciao. it's totally you know. like this very insular world unto itself. It really is. Like um, it's it's they are like the top cheer school, junior college in the country. But like the the you know people don't think very highly of cheerleading, and also you know it's a yeah like the the esteem doesn't spread very far. But no like one has heard of o- this school the, outside of that world. Over the world. course of the episodes, I mean, like you see them like you know drilling and training. And then they do like sort of a show out, like where it's like full dress rehearsal, and then they fuck up. Or, like just every time they were doing it and they fucked up, like I just felt so bad. Like it was so painful to watch because it's just like it's so crushing to them. No spoiler alert. I won't tell you how it ends, but it just sort of revolves around uh, this, this the, the coach of the team, this woman, Monica, is just sort of this like both mother figure and kind of like a 
Stalin like like tyrant. She's uh, she's, she's the coach. She's the coach. And they would know. all do anything for her, including you know uh, practice and compete with serious injuries. Yeah, a very interesting look at yeah the weird subculture of cheerleading, but team, also team dynamics. Just kind of like the life of American teenagers now. Older teens. Oh, but, well, yeah, like college yeah. students, you know. Yeah. But uh, a lot of them come from like. Definitely recommend. I had no inclination toward being interested in uh, cheerleading documentary. A lot of them come from kind of like pretty fucked up backgrounds. And yeah, stuff. a lot of them come like, from like. There's some there's some tearjerker moments. Yeah. In, in this oh, show, for sure. For sure. For like, sure. Um, yeah. Highly recommend though. And then also the uh, the Netflix Aaron Hernandez documentary miniseries. Some real tearjerkers tear there too. <laughs> this guy totally stitched up. Um, yeah, it's an innocent man. An innocent man. An innocent, totally innocent Killed man. in prison by the states. Um, just, he was he was literally framed for two different <laughs> murders. Actually, three different murders and two separate incidents. We're, we're just like, it was like his his car was just there. Just and like his car and his gun. His like, like DNA. And it's like. That doesn't mean anything. Yeah, though. it's like you can't. That, that th- doesn't, doesn't mean anything. We probably shouldn't joke about that. Well, I mean, he's innocent. Yeah, so, I mean, it's, I'm not joking about that. We've only watched one installment of it so far, but uh, I, I, it's it's pretty it's fucked up. Uh, I I understand it's going to get a lot darker from there. So check back with us about uh, where the Aaron Hernandez saga goes. Did he do it? I don't know. <laughs> it's looking pretty bad for him. I though. can't I can't wait to find it's out. Pretty bad for him. I just hope this um, guy makes it out. I hope, you know? I hope there's a happy ending to this one. Yeah. So. Uh, Till next time, Catherine. Till next time. When will next time be? I don't know. Just hold on tight. Because Will's Will's hitting the road. I will be back after Iowa, though, mm-hmm. so for a couple of days, and then we can. But you know, the facts remain. I will be alone. You know, my DMs, my email, they'll be wide open. No one, um, you know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay. Just get it out. All right. I got it out. All right. I got it out. Okay. Till next time, guys. Bye.